0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club, where we talk about movies. So let's talk about some movies.
1: And today we are talking about our last film in our retrospect that we've been doing for this month for the Scream franchise with Scream 5 or just plain Scream.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're finally finishing off of the month with uh, the new Scream movie. Came out in theaters, I don't know, a week ago as of recording? Two weeks? Yeah, like that. last week. Yeah, and uh, we got to see it opening night. Really cool. It was weird showing up to a theater where there was like people. That was that was kind of interesting. It was yeah, it wasn't, that was a little different. It was uh, almost full. It
1: was almost full. It wasn't restricted, but they did have almost all the seats sell out. Um, our theater that we normally go to was completely sold out, so we had to go to one of our backup theaters, and we still had a really good time.
0: Well, I just pointed out because I'm I'm almost a little surprised. Because, well, the Scream franchise was pretty much dead for like 10 years. And then we yeah. had Scream 4 kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. And then that pretty much ended the franchise. Yeah. And then this one comes out again 10 years later. I I was just surprised there were so many people here. Was it like oh, a nostalgia trip? Oh, yeah. What? I mean,
1: the the Scream franchise, or not the franchise, the Scream fandom is huge. I had a great time. The movie was a lot of fun.
0: I guess this, this is going to be the spoiler-free section we'll start with.
1: Because after that, it is spoilers out the butt. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be insane how much stuff we drop, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie yet.
0: Uh, but we'll give you our broad strokes, five-minute uh, how we feel about the movie to start us off. Yeah. So, your broad strokes, how you felt about the movie...
1: I loved it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I love the plot twists, the storyline. Uh, I thought it really worked. I've seen some things online where a lot of people were very upset or very negative towards the movie. I'm in the camp of it was a great movie, it was a fun movie. And that's what a lot of the Scream movies are. They're fun. They're murder mysteries with some comedy kind of weaved into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I realized this as the movies went on where it being a whodunit mystery Mm -hmm. is kind of bullshit because it's like you can't really figure out who it is with any real logic other Mm than oh i got a gut feeling it's this guy yeah but that's not like that's not like oh i solved the mystery that's eh, fuck it i've seen enough of these movies i can just guess
1: yeah and that's kind of a fun game that i play in my head whenever these new movies come out Okay. You look at the
0: poster and you're like, all right, which one of you motherfuckers looks like the Sierra Gold Killer?
1: The poster, the trailer. I go off my gut feelings and this time, yeah, I was able to pick up one of the killers well, from the trailer.
0: Let's be you also got spoiled.
1: Yeah, the I think the day before we went to go see this, some asshole went on Facebook and spoiled who got killed, who the killers were, and I was furious. Dean tried to bring me down. By telling me it's a 50-50 chance. And yeah. it was. It it could have, you know, completely gone a different way. But it this person ended up actually telling the truth and spoiling the movie after I had, like, tried not to watch any trailers apart from the main trailer. So I was royally pissed.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I am a social media non-entity. Yeah. So, like, I never get spoiled for movies unless I'm talking to somebody and they say it. Going into this movie, completely blind. I don't even think I saw the trailer for it.
1: You did, when we went to go see Halloween Kills. That, that's right, that's right.
0: It was Oh, that was it. So that, that was, was the it. teaser, right? Yeah. So that was so long ago. Yeah. But going into this, didn't see any of it, but you can pick out the killers pretty quick. Like, one of them was, like, right away. I figured out, yeah. like, the first 20 minutes. The other one, as they were going into the third act, I'm like, alright, now I'm, like, 90, 80% sure it's you, but it's like percent margin of error. But yeah, honestly the movie for me definitely fun. This is definitely a movie for like the fandom. Yeah. I have complicated feelings about the mm-hmm. movie's theme at the end of it. Yeah. I still think I still think the ending motivation thing is kind of kind of bullshit, but I I've said that about literally every screen movie since the first one. But yeah, I would say this is this is a lot of fun i dug it i probably wouldn't say this is a you know drop everything you're doing and go see it but honestly if you see it on netflix or something like that definitely give it a watch if you're a fan of this series absolutely go out and see it in the theater
1: how about if you're a fan of this movie and you've never seen one of the screen movies on the big screen
0: yeah considering
1: that was how we went into it for you how was it seeing it on the big screen versus seeing it on tv
0: Great because of like those guys in the back that were like
1: oh that were cheering
0: big. <laughs> she- there I don't know who that guy was, but he was hyped as a motherfucker. He
1: was the MVP of our theater screening.
0: Every kill, he's like, oh shit, you know. At the end, he's like, fuck yeah, get him! There. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was that guy popped off every ten minutes. And even in the great. climax,
1: a lot of us started clapping. He he started the slow yeah. clap.
0: He. He clapped at the right time. That guy was dictating the mood of the theater, so I really dug it. I really dug it in that sense because I like it when an audience is
1: reacts to. Well, what yeah, when seeing. an audience is lively. Like yeah.
0: I went to go see Spider Man, the new Spider Man movie, yeah. No Way Home. Oh, it was great because everybody in that theater was was game. Yeah, but this super good. I I'm a little surprised this got pushed from its original release. Because usually they do that and it's like, oh, it's because it's like, yo, we're going to push it to January because that's where we dump the bad movies. But I'm like, this isn't even a, this isn't like, oh, a good January movie. This is like just a pretty good movie.
1: I mean, for me, I think it's a great movie. I can see why they didn't keep it in December because having that go head-to-head Spider-Man Well, if
0: this one had to have a Spider-Man, it would have bombed, it would have been pulled after two weeks, because Spider-Man is still running rampant over the box office. Granted, this movie's debut actually broke Spider-Man's stranglehold.
1: Yeah, it broke the hold, and, I mean, it kind of broke our traditions of January, because January is usually a a very slow movie month.
0: Usually it's where they dump the shitty movies.
1: And this one just kind of blew up the box office, and it's just like, you know... Go scream, go horror movies, you know, for people that are like, oh no, horror movies, you know, they don't have any substance. It's like, no. I
0: I feel as a culture we have moved past that point. All but right? still,
1: there's a few, <sighs> just a few out there.
0: <sighs> We're just trying to weed them out one one podcast at a time.
1: Exactly.
0: But um, yeah, overall, I think the movie has like problems, but yeah. most of the problems with it are like, okay, the movie's a little fat. It's a little big. Yeah,
1: there's stuff that could be trimmed from it. Um...
0: That's one thing I could tell we don't have Wes Craven for this because Mm -hmm. you can say a lot about Wes Craven as a director, but there's no fat in his movies. No. They just go. It's very clean. Very clean, very quick. Everything on screen is for a reason, and it's like he's not putting, like, long, fatty dialogue sequences that don't really go anywhere. There's some of that shit in this movie, and also I think this movie winks and nods at the camera a little too much. They're a little bit
1: I, I thought it was funny.
0: It wasn't like Scream force level of pure self parody, but it was like real close. We get it, you're in a scream movie, but can you calm the fuck down and go back to like telling this telling a story?
1: No, I but, think everyone was just know. so excited. We're back in it. I mean, there is just so much that happens in this movie and you remember when we went to go see 2001: A Space Odyssey, and you were so excited, oh, yeah. and you wanted to sit through the second screening? Yes. If our theater had a second screening after ours, I would have wanted to sit through it a second time and watch it because that's how much of a good time that I had.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, this movie it's like tailor made for diehard fans. Yeah. You know, commendable. I think. I think you. You are a okay. So you're a screen stand, right? That. Uh... Am I using the lingo right from the young kids?
1: I'm a hardcore fan. I don't think I'd call myself a stan.
0: If you forgive Scream 3, then you're a stan.
1: I will watch it when I'm marathoning, but I don't set out... You know what? I haven't watched Scream 3 in a long time. I'm just gonna go and sit down and watch that again.
0: I would be a little concerned if that was how you killed a Friday night. Yeah. But, yeah, I think as a diehard fan, this movie is really good. Me, I'm 50-50 on the Scream movies at this point. Yeah, I
1: know. You're not really, uh too involved in the fandom you're just kind of like oh it's on i haven't seen it in a while
0: i like the first one yeah the second one's fun the third one's pretty bad and the fourth one's mediocre to good in parts but this one i'm like no no this is about on par with like screen 2
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know i think it's better than four yeah so yeah i would say give this a watch i would recommend it but that's our spoiler free we're about to get into the spoiler section.
1: Oh, boy. So if you haven't seen Scream 5 yet, pause this, go watch it, and come rushing back to listen to this because, man, it is about to get all spoiler-friendly up in here.
0: Uh, so, yeah, let's get into that section. Oh, um, man.
1: I think we should start from the beginning.
0: Yeah, because there's a uh, few things in the beginning that are really cool, and then there's some setups where with one of the characters that I think is raging bullshit.
1: And we have something that has not happened in the past four movies happen in this movie. There's no opening kill in this movie.
0: Which is a bait and switch.
1: I was so surprised. I really thought we were going to get it, because that's how every Scream movie starts. They set it up that it's the same way that Casey Becker dies in Scream, the original movie. Yeah. And no, she survives.
0: Yeah, okay, because the opening sequence of the movie... It's well done. Yes. I, I, I did. I did like it. I think it's better than, it's better than three, better than two. I think it. I think four might be my favorite just because yeah. of how weird and meta it is,
1: and because it's a movie within another movie within another movie. It's a taco
0: within a taco. Yeah. But this it's one was very like,
1: Lynchian for you. God.
0: Uh, God, I, oh my God, can David Lynch please make screams Considering sick? that at
1: the time of this recording, it is David Lynch's birthday. Happy Hab- birthday.
0: Happy birthday, Mr. Lynch. And uh, it, it the owls is also- are not as they seem.
1: And it is also Skeet Ulrich's birthday today. Ah,
0: uh, yes, yes. Oh, We're gonna get to that for the hottie playlist once, once we reveal uh, who they are in the story, but who are the people in this movie?
1: Yeah, so in our opening non-kill scene, we have Tara, who is home alone, mm. and the killer is calling her, and... You know, let's play a game, and we've got all the trivia lessons—or not trivia—trivia questions. And it's if you don't answer these right, I'm going to kill your best friend Amber, who Tara thinks is basically messing with her because they're texting each other, and Amber starts to send threatening messages to her. And the killer reveals that he has copied her phone. I've seen this before, where
0: you 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 clone the cell phone. Yeah, Is, is that something you can do with um? like, a phone program or whatever, you can do it. It's Mm -hmm. whatever. Okay, so Tamra is... Tara. Tara, sorry. Tara's basically the main character. The character we want to follow. Yeah. And her sister, Sam, is the character we actually follow.
1: Yeah. The story's more about Sam than it is Tara. But, I mean, Tara just kicks some ass in this movie.
0: Yeah, well, Tara's the one that actually is... I do not want to besmirch Melissa Barrera, but uh, Jenna Ortega, who plays, or no Jenna Ortega plays oh, Tara. Yeah, st- steals the steals the show whenever yeah. they're in a scene together. And I don't know if you know the actress playing Sam didn't commit all the way or was in the middle of something. It just felt like they um, walked through a few of their scenes. So I just never, I I never just connected to her as a character.
1: Yeah, I I thought she did a good job. I felt like. She played the way that her character was supposed to be, where she's very conflicted on who she is as a person and this secret that she's been holding on for years. Yeah,
0: yeah but she feels so just, like, blank. Mm,
1: I didn't feel that way about her. I, I liked her. I enjoyed her performance. I mean, I love the storyline that they created for her. Mm-hmm. Technical-wise, there are some problems. and.
0: Do you want to get get to that? because okay cuz the whole movie basically revolves around Sam and Tara. We don't get the original trilogy of characters Sam or uh
1: Sydney, Sydney uh, Dewey g- and Gale
0: until like 30 minutes, 45 minutes into the movie.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is kind of our way of bringing in like the new crowd in the movie. Uh it really did kind of feel like a sister movie where we've got the older sister and the younger sister trying to survive mm-hmm. and uh Sam being the older sister has been away for a while, and Tara felt like, you know, you kind of abandoned me, and our dad left us, and mom's never quite been the same since everything happened, and it gets revealed that, you know, um, Sam and Tara's mom had a baby in high school, and Sam was that baby, and Billy Loomis was the father.
0: Which, fuck that... Shit.
1: I loved it. I love that ha- spin. It's- it has
0: the. But yeah, but they do the weird, like, supernatural, crazy hallucination bullshit. Well, where Sam sees Billy. Well, and we'll Billy get there. is like, hey, you know, I know I was a crazy serial killer that killed a bunch of people and was a mastermind and a psychopath, but I'm going to become the nice guy by the end of this movie. Fuck that shit. Also, don't make sense.
1: Well, I was going to get there. But. I thought it was weird that they kind of goofed. They made Tara 18 or no, sorry. I'm going to keep mixing them up. They made Sam 18 or 19, somewhere in there. And Tara's still in high school. And it's like, Oh, you know, she left as soon as she turned 18. And it's like, well, if she was really Billy's daughter, she'd be 25. She wouldn't be like,
0: 20, 23, because she says she leaves at 18, and she hasn't been back in, like, five years. Okay, so... That would put her at 23, not 25. And
1: it's, like, the 25th anniversary of the original murders, so it's, like... I'm, like... You've got, got some... Same,
0: just do basic math.
1: That's why it's, like, you got some math problems there, but... I like the twist. It's something that's been talked about for years. People are like, you know there's going to be a twist where Billy, you know, has a child with somebody else, and this child's going to come out of the woodwork.
0: You wanted it to be Stu escaped, and he's been orchestrating these behind bars. You wanted that since Scream 2.
1: Well, that was the scenario that was going to happen for Scream 3, and they scrapped that. So it was going to be, okay, how are we going to connect to the original killers? Is it going to be Stu, or is it going to be Billy? And we kind of get both, because we have Stu's nephew in this movie.
0: a Wait, sister. we have Stu's nephew?
1: Uh, Vince. Vince Schneider in the movie, that's Stu's nephew. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: How? Wait, that's is that stated in the movie?
1: They say it in the movie, so I don't know how. I don't remember them saying that he has a sister in the original movie. He don't. So, I don't know. I just don't know. But that's why they were kind of keeping it quiet about when he dies because, you know, Tara's been attacked. That was gonna be our lead kill, and then we have him killed. So they're going in line of you know, the original
0: killings. All right, I'm just gonna get cut to the cut to the chase on this. Now do they know that? No. Now this movie is bad. <laughs> no, 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 not bad. But I'm like, because the movie is going out of its way yeah. to late the first screen yeah. movie. Where it's, like, we are trying to be the first movie. It's doing the same thing they tried to do in Scream 4, but, like, successfully. Yeah. Because this one is talking about, like, the reboot sequel Mm -hmm. trend that happened with, like, The Force Awakens and Halloween 2018. Where, oh, they're basically the first movie, but they're still in canon with the originals. They're, like, sequels. But they're also remakes at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's what this movie is trying to do with Sam and uh, Tara. Tara taking over our Sydney roles. Mm-hmm. But the theme that the movie comes to at the end when the killer's motives are revealed makes this movie very complicated for me to understand the intent okay. of the film. And with now knowing that some one of the motherfuckers that I thought was a throwaway kill at the beginning of this mm-hmm. is also related to Stu now makes me even more annoyed than how much this movie wants to fillet the first one.
1: It's also easy to annoy you. Well,
0: yeah, but it's like, I'm not that picky.
1: Yeah. So we have more tie-ins to the original movies. Uh, we have Randy's niece and nephew, Chad and Mindy. Yeah. Who are kind of both playing the role of Randy, even though Mindy's more Randy than. No, everybody's
0: playing the role of Randy. As soon as the killings start, All of them are like, well, you know, this is just like all these horror movies. You know, even, like, the Wes character is like, hey, you know, this is just like that. Those killings, you know, all we gotta be careful with the rules. And everyone in this movie is just Randy Meeks. That's how they solved the problem of not having Jamie Kennedy in this movie. They're like, we will just make everybody Randy.
1: Still miss Jamie Kennedy, though. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think... Everybody in the Scream fandom misses Mrs. Randy.
1: And I love that we go to Martha Meek's house and she has like this home theater that is basically a shrine to her brother. So it's nice that in this movie we kind of, you know, have the people that have left us in the past back in this movie in a small way.
0: Yeah, this movie feels like a really well-made fanfic. That's where I'm going with this.
1: And it's kind of interesting that you say that because that's the route that the the plot takes.
0: Yeah. So, okay. This movie is really different than the other ones because you can tell it's not made by Wes Craven. Yeah. Like I said in the, in the spoiler-free section, this movie's fat. This movie is morbidly obese. There is about 30 minutes they could trim out of this and be... Very okay with. It'll
1: be interesting to see when we get the DVD and see what deleted scenes there are. And it could have been, okay, if you had trimmed this conversation down or this sequence down, you could have fit something there instead.
0: All the stuff where the, the where the kids are at the pool hall or whatever, yeah. They could have, that scene could have been gone completely. Would have affected nothing. Well, I and mean, that would have killed off the whole Stu's nephew thing.
1: Well, I didn't want them to get rid of that scene, but in the trailer... For that kill, there's this really great shot where they show, it's a silhouette and a, a ghost face on the pool hall, and it's him cleaning his knife. So he's just, a, you know, bigger than life, but they cut that out of the movie. Yeah. And it was just like, you could have cut out, like, a couple minutes of the conversation just to have that, because visually it's striking. it's just
0: a whole, whole pool hall sequence, to be honest. It serves eh. no real purpose.
1: Yeah, it's just to show this character and tie him into the, the original the killers. The main group. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, I the vast majority of these characters are generally non-characters, like Amber, right? The, yeah. Tara's friend. How would you define her? In in few words, all right? Because I know, I know you're going to try and connect her to something else, but in few words, how would you describe her as a character?
1: The killer.
0: Yes. That's, that's it.
1: Right off the bat, you see Amber and you're like, that's the killer. There, there's no, uh, like... Within, like,
0: the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. She's it, the one you pick out, like, right away. Yeah,
1: there was no second-guessing it. It's like, oh, yeah, she's got something to do with all the killings and all the stuff well, that's happening. Well,
0: her... Okay, so, like I said in all the other movies, oh, you can tell. Or you mm-hmm. can't tell who the killer is. You just kind of have a, like have a gut feeling and just yeah. kind of roll with it. And But with her, it's like, no, like, you can tell she's the killer, like, yeah. right away. She's like... Oh, they cloned my phone. Oh, it couldn't have been me. Oh, oh yeah, Tara
1: is my best friend. I would never do anything to hurt her, and it's just like
0: oh, I'm trying to keep everybody away, and make sure she's protected, and make mm-hmm. sure I'm the only one with her wherever we go. I also, also have an
1: emergency inhaler of hers at my house, just you know, just in case. And it's just so like, she
0: always has to come to my house in case she needs mm-hmm. it when she loses her. So and also I have this giant fuck off bruise after you know a fight with somebody. And the also, other killer,
1: I live in Stu Mocker's house.
0: Well, yeah, but that's an end of, end of movie reveal.
1: But still, it's like yeah, dude. like
0: her or she is the biggest red flag in the movie. Mm-hmm. The other killer, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, now, but let's talk about Richie. Yes. So Richie is Sam's uh, boyfriend. boyfriend currently, and he is comic relief he's played by jack quaid and yeah. he's he's good in the movie yeah
1: i was very surprised because i've only seen him in hunger games i haven't seen him in anything else
0: i forgot he was in hunger games i remember from the boys but he he does a good job he's charming funny and a lot of his shtick in the movie he's playing the character that oh, i've never seen any of the stab movies mm. i don't know what's going on with all this stuff I, he's I'm supposed just... to play the outsider or the uh the audience surrogate the... you know kind he's... of wholesome Yeah, he's playing the character the audience is supposed to jump in with for, oh, you've never seen any of these movies? Okay, just follow him and he'll kind of explain things as they go. And
1: then we have Sam that has to run back to Woodsboro because her sister's been attacked. And in doing so, she talks to Dewey to figure out what's going on. And right off the bat, Dewey's like, it's always the boyfriend.
0: It's always the boyfriend. And then you
1: have Richie, you know, what? Me? No, I'm innocent. I would never do anything. And it's just like, Good on you, Dewey. You know, you don't miss a beat. You're just, you know, boom, it's the boyfriend. It's always the boyfriend. You as a boyfriend, how do you feel?
0: That's just racist. (laughs) I mean, okay, so, I mean, the fucker ain't wrong. (laughs) Like, in these Scream movies, people are like, oh, they're so smart and clever. And I'm like, yeah, but they're also kind of really predictable. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the killer's always, like, a bullshit, you know, mystery that you can't actually solve. Yeah. The boyfriend's always the big red flag. Granted, the only time it's been the boyfriend, quote-unquote, was in the first one. Yeah. But then it's, like, the second movie, it sets up Derek as the red herring Mm -hmm. the entire movie. And the fourth one, it sets sets up the boyfriend as the killer for the entire movie. And this one, it's like, it sets up the boyfriend as not being the killer for the entire movie. And that's how you fucking know it's him. That's how Mm. you know that motherfucker masturbates with a knife every night. That's how you know it's him.
1: I mean, I think that's a little much. However, Dewey Uh, was right.
0: Dewey was right. Dewey was dead dead to rights. He's also dead now.
1: Yeah, R.I.P. Dewey. But, yeah, he had the killer in his house. He could have shot him in the head right there.
0: And then Amber kills him by being able to power lift a full-grown David Arkin. Which,
1: yeah, that was one of my gripes with the movie. Killers make no sense? Killers make no sense, but also... Welcome to Dean's... It, where how Dean's been living Amber, for the last
0: two movies, honey.
1: How is she gonna power lift Dewey with two knives, in his one in his stomach and one in his back, lift him up in the air, and then take off after he just kicked her ass and threw her some How some is glass. she gonna
0: take three rounds point blank to the chest?
1: With her little bulletproof vest, and it's like, you are a small-framed woman. You're what? like
0: 90 pounds.
1: It's like, that thing he is shoot gonna knock you you with you
0: a thirty eight. Yeah. Like he, that, you're gonna yeah. have broken ribs.
1: And, and we see uh, Judy in Scream 4. She takes one shot to the chest. She's able to stand up, and then she drops back down again. So it's just, you're not gonna be able to take three shots to the chest. Well,
0: then unless you're Roman, who took, like, 12 and was capable to And, and that's what
1: people were comparing Amber to, that she was very Romanesque in this movie.
0: Yeah, and it... Uh, okay, so... Yeah, we got the killers in this movie. Ugh, these fucking killers. Uh god okay you know let's just cut to the chase and just talk about the fucking movie
1: all right so <laughs> because
0: we got through most of the characters so i'm sorry mo- if i sound so fucking defeated but as we go on <laughs> like, jesus christ this movie's worse than no I it was. it's
1: not worse so this movie to change it up because scream 2 is when we get our you know real shock when we lose randy and since then our legacy characters have more or less been safe from the past two movies and in this one, it, it was really a 50 50 of are they all going to walk out of this or are we going to leave one behind?
0: I thought they were going to kill everybody except Neff Campbell. I thought Gail and Dewey were going to be dead. I thought Gail was going to be the first one to go out of them because yeah. I was like, all right, Courtney Cox, she has like the friends things. I don't know if she's like really wants to keep doing anything because I see most of the stuff she's doing is like TV or cameo stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, maybe she's just like, eh, I'm done. You can kill me off.
1: No, and very sad, because I love David Arquette, and I love, you know, Deputy Dewey, and seeing him figure it out, and his love, you know, triangle with, you know, here comes Gail, but the career is her side piece, because she loves being a reporter, and we come into this movie, and they're separated again, and this time it's the... And
0: Dewey don't get a fucking break.
1: And he's the one that leaves.
0: Dewey does not get a break in this movie. No. At all, it is really depressing. It is. He he is a drunk. He's not the sheriff anymore. Gale leaves him, and he fucking dies. It's so mean spirited.
1: Well, Gale didn't leave him. He left Gale.
0: Yeah, it's still mean spirited.
1: It, it is. They gave but...
0: him the win in scream in scream three, and then they just show it's like he, they're making it work in four, and then in five they're like, you nah, no, nah.
1: fuck, do we? No, and it's fuck just him. sad, you know, when Gale, you know, finally sees him when they come face to face, and. She's like, you know, you're not the sheriff anymore. And it's just, no, they asked me to leave. So it's like, I had kind of hoped that we'd gotten to see a little bit of the downward spiral that Dewey takes. Because it's like, his lot in life has been difficult. You know, he's been attacked. He's lost his sister. He's lost friends. Now he's lost his wife and his career. So it'd be interesting to see that story arc of just him really getting beaten to the ground. But he dies a hero. Because they go back to the hospital, and he saves Tara, and he saves Sam, and he...
0: No, he dies an idiot. (sighs) What the fuck? He could (sighs) have shot him from the elevator. His (laughs) aim ain't that fucking bad.
1: Oh, I mean, you know, he goes, and he's about to get in the elevator. He's like, you know what? You always gotta shoot him in the head. And it's just like... he
0: gets, and now he's alone. In that uh, moment, I'm like, yeah, I guess Dewey's fucking dead.
1: Yeah. But I really thought, okay, Dewey's gonna die... And now Gail's probably gonna die fighting because Dewey's not there anymore. And I was surprised she makes it.
0: Fuck Gail Weathers. She's the reason she killed oh, She's the reason Dewey geez. died. He
1: is so salty about Gail, Gail Weathers. But oh. I really like that scene that they have when they finally meet up and they're at the crime scene in front of Judy's house. And they kind of have that moment where they're really kind of just bearing their souls to each other and they're apologizing for the things that they've done in their relationship and to each other over the years. And it's, you know, it's just setting you up for Dewey's death, which is the next scene. And it's just kind of like, it's kind of like a cathartic goodbye, because they're telling each other what they really feel, and he dies knowing that she loved him. You know, she didn't stop loving him, but, yeah, R.I.P. Dewey. That was a sad kill to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it really sucks David Arquette that, because I, like, I like Dewey, and also he was like the nicer, more redeemable character. Yeah, because I feel Gale is a is a um <laughs> a uh, uh, attention seeking cunt for ninety percent of the series.
1: Ah, eh, maybe like the first two movies.
0: I'm going with like the first three.
1: Eh. Actually,
0: like three and a half.
1: I'm also biased I'm, I'm because I'm Gale Weathers.
0: I'm going rogue.
1: You know, you love that line. No, I
0: don't. It's so cringe.
1: But I'm really biased because I really like Courtney Cox. No, I think Courtney Cox is a so, fine
0: actress. It's just Gail Weathers is a character. I'm like, why, Dewey? Why? But I
1: love that we see after Dewey dies that she is just so distraught. And she is not the Gail Weathers that we know that, you know, she's out there to get the story. She's going to do whatever she can to accomplish what she needs to accomplish. She is just a shell of a woman. And she calls Sydney for help.
0: Why does Sydney come back? Every well, time she I mean, comes back, she knows she's going to get stabbed.
1: And that's what we get when Dewey calls her to tell her, hey, it's happening again. You do not step foot over here. And she agrees. Sydney has children. She's married now.
0: She's got a gun.
1: That was like one of the funniest lines of the movie. I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun.
0: Oh, the meme.
1: Oh, so, so many good memes in this movie. But Sydney comes back after Dewey's death. Uh, She is reunited with Gail, but she also meets Sam in that same scene.
0: Wait, which one's Sam? Fuck. Oh, no, that's the main character.
1: Sam is Billy's daughter.
0: Fuck that, by the way. Which I Um, wasn't
1: sure how Sydney was going to act when she met Sam because...
0: Because her father is the fucking serial killer that killed all her friends? That, that, That one.
1: And took her virginity.
0: That fucking guy.
1: That guy. I mean, I really thought, you know... Sydney was going to come in and kind of be like, you know, whoa, this is too much of a trip. I don't know why she came back. There's no reason. Well, she came back for Gail. Why? Because Gail was grieving. No, Gail came... Why did Gail come back? Because her producer sent her there.
0: Fucking... Sydney should have been like, Gail, fuck y'all. I'm out. I got two kids. I know. I got a gun. I'm going home.
1: I know. It, but Sydney comes back for Gail. And yeah, I was really surprised that she was very understanding, understanding and calm towards Sam.
0: I don't know why that's surprising. Because
1: I thought she would have, you know, kind of tripped out like, whoa, you know, I didn't know that he had a, a child with somebody else that I went to high school with, which we don't know who this mystery person is. They're Martha the,
0: Meeks. she's been living a double life this whole time oh my
1: god that would be a trip but we have Sydney back and she kind of you know tells Sam hey if you need to talk I've gone through all of this I'm here if you need to talk it's like final girl to final girl I got your
0: back and Sam does something that Sydney should do and says I don't give a fuck I'm getting fuck out of here and they fucking leave Yeah. and they're leaving the movie and it's like we're about to hit the third act and then Inhaler plot point comes in. Ex inhaler.
1: Also, I love that we finally have a character in the movie that needs an inhaler as two asthmatic people.
0: I don't give a fuck. It's the dumbest <gasps> bullshit in this hey, entire movie.
1: Hey, hey, inhaler is important. No, 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 so no, no. it was nice to have that I kind can... of voiced out there.
0: The caveat to get them to the house for the third but act. But that
1: was so simplistic. It's a simple thing. You move this little piece. Now she's forced to go to Amber's house.
0: Okay, okay. I'm gonna. We told everybody, right? Like, Richie is the, the fucking killer. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna run this back at you. I'm Richie, right? I hope not. Okay. We're driving. It's cool. Hey, uh, I lost my inhaler. Like, we need to go and, you know, pick it up. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Uh, no, we ain't gonna fucking do that. No, we're gonna keep driving through the night. We're gonna get the fuck out of here. And she's like, no, I need it. Look, it's at Amber's house. We can stop there. It's like, I don't wanna go to the house. Like, that's murder mystery 101. Never, never go to the party house. What if Tara was like, you know what, Richie, you're right. Let's keep going.
1: Then what he does would he have do?
0: fucked his whole plan.
1: Exactly.
0: He's even like, I can't believe that worked. Mm-hmm. Richie
1: yeah.
0: is intentionally trying to fuck his own plot.
1: hmm
0: Bullshit. All right?
1: It is what it is.
0: And then we get to the house. Also, I'm sorry we kind of just glossed over the whole second act. It's a slasher movie. People fucking die. Now we're in the third act where things get interesting. Because these killers now make things really complicated. So Amber, Cap's a bitch.
1: Well, also, the reason why there's a party happening at Amber's house is it was supposed to be a wake for Wes, but it's a full-on rager. Yeah. People are getting drunk, they're having, you know, a good time, and it's just like... It's
0: symbolic. This movie is a wake for Wes Craven. Yes. It's dedicated to Wes Craven. Yes. That's the point of it.
1: Yes. So we're back at the murder house. All the kids are there. We have Mindy Meeks dressed up like her uncle, basically, and they're watching the original Stab movie. Also, you were loving the original Stab with original Randy, and you were hoping that he was going to get residuals. I was
0: so weirded out because it's was like, we never seen anything other than the opening for like those Stab movie mm-hmm. callbacks. And I'm like, wait, there's a Randy character. we have never seen a Randy in this movie. No. What the fuck?
1: I know. It just weirded me out. It's a well, trip.
0: But yeah, so she's watching that. People get kicked out when Richie shows up and they're like, oh, you know, uh, Tara is uh, being a t- being chased by the killer and Amber's like, all right, everybody get out so I can murder everybody. I
1: mean, ultimately, leave. it's, you know, if you haven't caught on that, he's one of the killers that the point where he's kicking people out of the party and he's like, I'm saving your life. I'm saving your life. I'm and like, yeah, he is because you are not one of the many bodies here that he could just slash through. And him, I was able to tell from the trailer. I'm like, yeah. That, oh, you're that's... full of
0: shit. No. Nope. You are full nope. of shit. No. Nope. You my, are full my of. My
1: radar doing... told me he was one of the killers.
0: She's completely full of shit. She does this for every murder mystery we go to. We're, you know, we're watching it. And we're, and I'm like, oh, boo, who, who do you think it is? And she's like, oh, I absolutely know who it is. And I'm like, tell me. I won't tell you. Why not? Just like, don't worry about it, but I know exactly what it is. I and didn't the want to kill- spoil the movie and for you. And then the you. killer gets revealed, and then you're just like, called it. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. I didn't want you to ruin na- the movie. That's a lie, and you know it. Dean do is you just salty that he couldn't pick movie? it out. I picked him out. Are you kidding me? I picked him out in the second act.
1: You didn't pick it out on the trailer, though. Boom.
0: You didn't either. You got it yes, spoiled on Facebook. No, you no. full of shit.
1: No, I'm not.
0: This is the, what the third act is. It's supposed to be these people... Sydney shows up, they're in Stu Mocker's house, and everybody's gonna fucking die. That's the third act. It's and, gonna he's Riching and Amber right in the plot. And Because they met on the four chains.
1: Sydney and Gail show up because Sydney's like, you know what? I know something bad's gonna go down. So she tracks their car. So it's just like Sydney's getting in it too. She's like, Yeah, I pulled a Gale. We could just follow them. Oh shit, they're going up to Stu's old house. You know some serious shit is gonna go down. And it does. Yes. And we have our core group of new friends that kind of start to turn on each other. Like, Chad turns on his girlfriend, Liv, because she's like, let's go upstairs. Let's fool around. And he's like, you that's know. That's how you
0: get fucking killed in these bitch. He's, like look, he's
1: like, look, I've, that that's how my uncle got, got. and I kind of like, I, I believe you're not the killer, but there's still like 5% that believes that you might be, so. Also, I'm going to
0: tell you this right now. That's the most unrealistic portrayal of a teenage boy I've ever seen in my life. <sighs> I don't give a fuck. If she would, she could have been like, hey, you want to go upstairs in the dark room with the knives and all the the robes? Also, I have this ghost face mask, you know, but you want to go up there and have me suck your cock? He would have been like, yeah, bitch, let's fucking go. Most unrealistic portrayal of a teenage boy I've ever seen in my life.
1: So Dean's saying that he would not survive a horror movie.
0: If I, okay. Dean as 20 something year old adult. No, I would absolutely survive a horror movie. Dean as 16 year old raging hormones. Fuck no! Hell to the no!
1: I would be mortalized! So, so sad. So? But so would you? No, I would survive.
0: Why, if Skeet Orange came on to you at 17?
1: It would be very difficult, but I would still survive.
0: Bullshit. bullshit.
1: So, yeah, so we start to see the friends turn on each other.
0: Yeah, we have Chad and Liz's soul thing.
1: And that is a way to get them out of the house, We have Mindy, who stays in the house, and is basically acting out Randy when he's about to get killed while watching Halloween on the couch. But this time, she's kind of like, well, yeah, I remember this part in the movie. Turns around, there's Ghostface, and she has her own altercation in the living room with Ghostface. Yeah.
0: Is that supposed to be Amber, right? Or is that supposed to be Richie?
1: That's Amber, because Richie had just gone down to the basement to go get more beer.
0: Okay, you know what? I just... I really just want to talk about these two motivation because it's the it's the part of the movie that makes me look at the rest of the film as being something totally different than what it actually is.
1: Yeah, because in this movie, our killer motivation is different because Sydney's not the target, which is the first for four movies. Sydney's usually the target this time.
0: Well, what's the motivation?
1: To make a scream movie or a stab movie that is worthy because their biggest gripe was that they disliked stab eight and they wanted to make their movie their way.
0: So the plot, the motive of this movie is that the fans are assholes for hating screen four and they are so ravenous that they ushered a screen five into existence through pure bitching and moaning. And now we're going to follow all the plot beats to appease you ravenous idiots So this movie is both insulting its fans while also being probably one of the best love letters to the Scream franchise.
1: Yeah, I could see it being kind of like a two-sided coin where it's a love letter, but it's also kind of a slap in the face to the fans that are never satisfied. Because when I was reading the stuff for Scream 5, I mean, there were so many people that were just like, oh my god, this is, you know, pure garbage. I love Scream 3 and Bob and it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got some issues there.
0: It's one of those things where watching the movie, because, but we've been over this. Yeah. I am not a massive, like, I watch every Scream movie every year. It's my Halloween tradition. Again, so going into this, being a non-diehard Scream fan, I mean, I've watched all the movies up to this point. Now I've watched all of them. Yeah. So, oh, I'm getting the references. I've seen, you know, all the cool, like, nods and callbacks. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, like, I don't, I don't really care. It's cool. It's a movie. Well, it's a move. But um, yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm watching it. And it's like, okay, this is a movie. Does this work on its own? Which you can argue it doesn't, but then the movie does the clever thing. We're doing this shit on purpose. The reason this movie is basically a 90% callback is because that's the point. And now that makes me appreciate the movie because the point of it is to criticize the fandom?
1: The toxic fandom.
0: Yeah, I would I would almost argue that it's it's looking at the entirety of like this this culture of fandom. Okay, this is where we're going to get into the interesting thing because it's criticizing like Star Wars fandom. It's criticizing horror world fandom, you know, the the, the Halloween fans, the the fucking Scream fans. It's criticizing all those fandoms where it's like, "Hey, we're going to like appease the fans by making films that are just one for ones of the originals but we're gonna update them with like more you know newer characters but we're having to have the legacy characters in it's the whole force awakens thing right mm-hmm. where people's biggest argument was it's just a new hope but with a new skin mod on it where yeah but it was you know entertaining movie yeah but this movie is like no we're gonna be exactly that movie but at the End of it when the kills reveal what they are and like their motivations, their reasoning, their
1: monologues, their
0: whole yes, their killer monologues. You have to have one of these in every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, no, it's on purpose. Fuck you, movie. I was gonna, I was gonna be kind of pissy about this shit, and then that happened. I'm like, I don't like Amber being the killer, but fuck you, that was clever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really clever because it's it's interesting to see that it's these two people that met on what do they say they met on 4chan or uh, 4chan, or reddit
0: they couldn't say reddit like I, well, I noticed that they said oh we met on 4chan and, and also um a read it or something like that it, mm. it wasn't reddit because yeah. i'm pretty sure reddit didn't give them like the rights to say it but 4chan don't give a fuck
1: yeah so it's interesting to see that spin because again they're going along with the times you know uh scream 4 was live streaming and the internet and this is kind of like fandom and it, it makes sense
0: yeah, it's just. I guess, I guess here's here's my thing. So you're again, diehard scream fan. Yes. Like you can appreciate all the movies. Oh, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to like the third one, but you appreciate it all. Yeah, of I do. Them. Yeah. So this, like, do you look at it as a, from the fan perspective? Yeah, we get it. Like some people are kind of toxic. Like you can You're being kind of dicks. No. Do you think that... you don't think the movies being no, mean I, to the fans at no, all? No,
1: I I didn't see it that way. I mean. I've seen toxic stuff from a lot of different fandoms. And it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes you need to kind of like put that person in check, you know, hey, this is just a movie. I can love it. I can wear the merchandise. I could buy things. I could watch it a million times. It's still just a movie. And I can appreciate it. I can appreciate the art and the character performances but it's not gonna, you know, drive me nuts if they don't do the movie the way that I imagined it in my head.
0: Uh, that's kind of why I backed out of the Star Wars franchise completely. Yeah, and even
1: that got really toxic, too. That's why I thought it was a clever angle to take in this movie. And also funny, because people got pissed off at this movie, and it's like, you're kind of proving their point.
0: Again, that's the other reason where I'm like, the ending of the movie where... Or like the theme of the movie. I guess it's not like the ending, right? Yeah. The theme of the movie. I like that because it's kind of it's the whole point is like, hey, we're putting a a grotesque mirror towards like the phantom, we're commentating on it, and I'm yeah. like, okay, that actually kind of works. Their motivations, like in universe, yeah, that should don't that should not work. Like it's one of the reasons where it's like I kind of appreciated Scream Three because it had a a a theme and extra narrative point to mm-hmm. to everything. Even if the movie was was shit, I appreciated it was looking at the toxicity of like Hollywood culture yeah. and all that stuff. That's probably why Scream 4 felt so hollow. It really was didn't have like an overarching theme to it. Yeah. Scream 2 was fun. There's no real depth to Scream 2. Even the first Scream, what the, what's the overarching like thematic element of the film. It, it's like toxic relationships. Yeah. Right? Toxic
1: relationships. Um, Sydney grieving her mother.
0: Y- yeah. And, it, and we don't really get a lot where... of
1: context. Just that this traumatic thing has happened to her.
0: It's the effects of grief. Yeah. You know that like there are deeper themes in the first film. And Sydney kind of deals with them throughout. But it's a thing where in this movie I'm like okay. You have like a meta theme outside of your own universe. That's really clever. But I fucking hate Amber and Richie has the killers. Yeah. And like, Richie is actually pretty redeemable because when he turns the crazy on, like, Jack Quaid is like, hey, I'm gonna have this scenery some side of ham because I'm gonna chew right the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, and
1: he also fits the size of what the killer would be, and that was one of my gripes that they did the same thing that they did in Scream 4, where they made Emma Roberts look like a six-foot-tall man, and she's really, like, 5'2". Yeah.
0: And, and Amber
1: like... is, you know, like, maybe 5'3", And she looks like a six foot tall man.
0: She's taller than Dewey, stronger, is physically able to overpower everybody in this movie.
1: So it's like, that was unrealistic. And that was my gripe, along with the, you know, Sam's age, the math being off. It's small little things. I didn't really believe them to be the killers. But then again, it's also a good twist because... You're not expecting them to be the killers because yeah, of fandom. Yeah, but they're so
0: red flagged.
1: Yeah, definitely red flagged. They're but,
0: so red flagged. But, but... See, that's the thing. Like, Amber being the killer, again, pegged in the first 20 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, alright, so who's the other one? Is it Chad? Because he's the only, like, dude in the movie? Or Richie?
1: And Amber with, you know, well, you've got bruises on your arm, you know. How did you get those? And he's just like... Football. Football. And it's like, you played football. I'm sure you were probably bruised up after practices and games.
0: The whole bruise thing is like, oh, you know, oh, Chad has bruises on his arm. So, oh, football. And then Amber's like, uh, I like how no one asks Amber, hey, why do you have, like, the giant, like, boot-sized bruise on your chest? Yeah,
1: in the hospital when her, her jacket opens. Just, you know...
0: Just no, that, she was like wearing, a... like, a low-cut shirt or something, and it's just this big fucking bruise. She had, like, a jacket over her. She wasn't hiding it. No, but the, jacket, but the jacket but the
1: jacket moved, so you see the bruise for, like, a second, and then it covers again with the jacket. And that's what I, I kind of signaled over to you in the theater. I'm like, like oh, she's got something on her chest.
0: I just look over, and I'm like, I, no, I I, I I caught it. Yeah, I was like, okay, good, yeah, you killed, saw it. Right? You, you yeah. saw that spoiler on Facebook, right? But Actually, yes. I did see that spoiler. So, yeah, so, it's the thing where the killer's just don't really make sense because also they're there in universe motivation is we're gonna start a new line of killings because when they're based on true events they're so they're actually better and i'm like okay so you guys are just shitty fans who are gonna kill people in woodsboro to do it and also amber's like the only reason i looked into this shit is because we moved into Stu mocker's house mm-hmm. and i was like look can, can we just like cut the bullshit and just make this stuff fantasy and just say she's possessed by Stu. Could've. Yeah. And then we can have the thing where it's like Sam is like, oh Billy, and then then Amber Stew, and then we have the rivalry. <laughs> and also fuck okay. Koskeetorch is in this movie. He is. As Billy Loomis. And he is like the possessed ghost version that's in that's in Sam's mindset. She's not I guess, he's not a ghost. It's supposed no. to be her going fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I Which read an by art- the way, I don't give a fuck about what her mental state is. If she is seeing visual auditory hallucinations of her dead serial killer father, she should be institutionalized. She should not be outside. She is in a shit ton of trouble.
1: Yeah, I had read an article today from the the director and I think the writer of the movie where they made sure to make a point that Billy is not a ghost. He is a, a hallucination that Sam is having. Kind of like her conscience, I guess? Because she... She knows that Billy is her father, and she's afraid that she is going to be crazy just like him. Yeah, yeah. And it's turned into this thing of, is the dark side going to take over? And that's kind of how it feels like they frame the movie. Like, are some of these killings Sam because she is Billy's, you know, daughter, and maybe she's just nuts like him and, you know, going after people, but not really knowing that she's going after people?
0: That would have made the movie better. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did, now, now I'm just being mean. But yeah, it's one of those things where, look, Billy being the dad, I'm like, okay, what is just stupid.
1: Like I, I liked think that's it. a,
0: it's such a, it's so dumb. I like you it. only like it because Skeet Orge is in this movie.
1: He's what? back. I mean, yes. we were both so shocked when that happened. I was
0: so confused, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And uh, okay, also found this out. Skeet Orge apparently looks fantastic at fifty two.
1: Yeah, because your biggest gripe, you're like, oh my god, the CGI, he doesn't look right, blah, blah, blah. Well, because that,
0: that's the thing. They did this thing where they CGI'd over his face, so I'm like, okay, no, that's actually the actor, but you can tell they did the de-aging touch-up yeah. bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I when I saw it, he looked like, uh, just like a hair over-animated. It's like, when they were doing the de-aging, it's like, they just went over just the touch. If they had brought it down just slightly, he would have looked... More real.
0: I, a good way to put it is he looked like Robert De Niro in The Irishman.
1: Haven't seen The Irishman.
0: It's a long movie.
1: <laughs> Th- that's partially why I haven't seen it. Yeah, but. but
0: that's that's the same technology they used. And yeah. It just looks kind of weird, but it's still like an interesting performance, but it's also like, why? Because, like, why are they trying to redeem the Billy character? When he was the villain of the first- He was the villain.
1: But I think it was really for Sam to kind of be like, you know what? Stop running. Take care of yourself. Stand up. You know, fight. Because, I mean, if she didn't, you know, more or less, uh, Richie would have killed her. I think she was just kind of in shock, you know, oh my God, it is my boyfriend. Dewey was right. Don't trust my boyfriend of six months. Trust the people that you've known your whole life. You know, he's kind of encouraging her, like, you know, Fight back. And ultimately, she's the one that takes out uh, Richie.
0: Yeah, and she... God, I hate that fucking line. Never mess with the daughter of a serial killer. I'm like, fuck off. Oh my God, fuck off. Look, I still stand by what I said before. The movie's enjoyable and like I do recommend it. it. It is a fun ride. But you but, just
1: couldn't believe that a uh, skeetle Rich with a clean shave looks that young.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. Like, it's really off-putting. Yeah. But besides the point... We have it, we we have the ending, and, you know, Skidorch is there, or Billy's there, and he's, like, egging on his daughter, and he's like, you yeah, know, you can do this, blah, 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 and she, she's able to overcome Richie, kill him, Gale and Sydney defeat Amber, and then Tara shoots him in the head, because you always gotta shoot him in the head, and it's, it's like, fuck, if it weren't for, like, the, the theme at the end, where I'm like, oh, that's kind of clever, I, I, I probably would actually hate this movie, but with... But with that being said, I'm like, no, this movie actually is, like, kind of a fun ride.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love... We kind of skipped over it, but I love when... We skipped over a lot. We did. Because this movie, there's just so much to talk about in this movie. But
0: Well, okay, no. The movie doesn't have a lot to go on, but it has a shit ton of Easter eggs. Yeah. And that's a lot of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't... i'm sorry i have no idea where to go with this movie this movie is so fucking weird to like evaluate in like the grand scheme of things because i'm like "Eh, there's there's some shit where it's like eh, it's kind of whatever and then there's other stuff where i'm like no that's just too clever for its own good like that makes so i don't don't know i don't know all
1: right so
0: i've i'm kind of glad we're done we're done with screen to be honest
1: that's what he says now, but during the week he was like, I'm so excited, this was so much fun. Uh, well,
0: no, no, I this was a lot of fun, don't get me wrong, and going through the retrospective was really interesting, and in seeing where the series developed, and where it went, and like, the highs and the lows of it, like, I, okay, that's the thing. This series as a whole, okay? Because mm-hmm. we've seen five movies. We saw one that just came out, we saw one that came out 25 years ago. Yeah. Now let, let's talk about the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Because this is a retrospective. Yeah. The Scream franchise as a fan, from your fan perspective, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on this series?
1: It's had its highs, its lows. I think it's back up to its highs because I really love the new Scream movie. I love that so many Easter eggs are in this movie that I think it's a standalone movie where if someone were to go, they could be entertained and, you know, have the jump scares at them. But I really feel like this was a movie for the fans where you have to know from the beginning everything that's going on. And it just makes it more fun that it's going to be part of my watch list when I'm, you know, binging all the movies.
0: Now, when you say this movie can stand alone, I would like to aggressively disagree.
1: Because <laughs> no. you aggressively disagree on well, everything.
0: Because, no, like, let's let's be honest here. 90% of the movie is, is callbacks to, to the older movies.
1: Yeah, it is. You but you would get some... that if
0: you only saw this movie.
1: No, but if you're going in as someone that's never seen it, you could still be surprised and scared by the things that are happening in this I movie. Mean,
0: yeah, I guess. That's you could what be I intrigued. mean by standalone. Yeah, intrigued by it. But I think there'd be a lot of the movie where it's like this doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to make sense. You know, well, how is this person you know tangled with that person? But and you can go in. Like, and... Why
0: do I? Care about the Dewey thing, like well, yeah. What's Gail's deal, Sydney? Like, why is she so okay? So she was the main girl from the other movies, yeah. But and, I mean, it screams of needing the sequel.
1: That it's entertaining enough to sit through it and be surprised by the kills and be surprised by the reasoning in the end for the killings.
0: Yeah, I I do think the biggest plus I give this movie is is in like that the theme, the ending, how how the movie kind of how the theme kind of just ties the movie together. Yeah. Or it's almost like, ah, I, really, I really liked the explanation and all that to the point where I'm like, I'm willing to forgive a lot of this movie. Granted, also the kills are really, like, interesting and yeah. well done. and The movie has mm-hmm. really good moments where it shines. And then it's just, well, there's certain things about it that I'm like, yeah, 50-50 on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Sarah as a character, I'm like 50-50 on. Sam. Or Sam as a character. Also, I can't I can't distinguish anybody's names in these movies. Sorry, uh, Billy, Bobby, I don't know. They're all people now. Yeah. But yeah, Sam's character I'm fifty 50-50 on some some parts. She's like really good. Some parts she's like not mm-hmm. so good. And the whole Billy thing I think is is some bullshit. Also, fuck yeah, Weathers. Um, she should have died. Dude <laughs> deserved better. Um, but yeah, overall I still enjoyed the movie. I still thought it was actually a pretty fun watch. Yeah. I mean. I still say scream one. Okay. Now that we're talking about this in like the grain scope, the series. Yeah. I think the series as a whole is pretty good, but mm-hmm. it is a, a series of diminishing returns. It's the whole point is it's a meta meta joke. Mm-hmm. We're going to redo the slash. We're talking about slash movies. And it's a meta thing. And it's every movie that's, that's the shtick. So they have to find a new way to keep that shtick relevant. And And
1: everybody's a suspect.
0: Everybody's a suspect. But the problem with everybody's a suspect is you can't solve the mystery. So it's not a whodunit. Because you can't solve it. Again, it's the gut feeling. And your gut feeling's not evidence. Like, you feel good when you're watching, like, I don't know, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. And you're trying to figure out, like, Mm -hmm. who the killer is. Because there's evidence in the movie. And you can put it all together if you really try. Yeah. And with this, it's like, no, you can't. You absolutely can.
1: If I, mean, I showed I somebody,
0: did. if I showed you okay, if I showed five-year-old or if I showed 15-year-old Boo screen three, no context, could you pick Roman out? That one no. But like that's the thing. They're not whodunits. You can't figure it out. Just because you're really good at the guessing game doesn't doesn't make you a great detective.
1: I never claimed to be. I'm just saying, I was able to pick them out.
0: Yeah, but these movies just the movies as a whole, I'm like the first one. Is actually a great movie. I really did that movie. I think that movie actually ages super fucking well. Yeah. The second one, really, it's really more of just like a fun watch, fun experience. The third one, objectively bad. Fourth one's like, okay. There's parts of it that's really good and then there's parts of it that are really bad. But overall, it's an okay movie. This one is pretty good.
1: Okay, so. pretty good. Now that (sighs) we've seen all of them, we've talked about them. How would you rank them?
0: Uh, 1, 5, 2, f- 4, 3. Something like that. Okay. That's that's probably it.
1: That's your ranking?
0: Yeah. What about you?
1: Okay. Mine would be Scream 1, Scream 5, Scream 4, Scream 2, and then 3.
0: Really? 4 over 2?
1: Mm-hmm. Really? Yes.
0: No, nah, nah, actually, no. Nah, I I understand why. You're good. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was going to be like, but why? I'm like, no, no. No, that movie's a fan letter. You love those.
1: Yes, I do. So... Now that we are at the end of our retrospective...
0: Yes, we've, we've finished this long journey.
1: So we won't be talking about Scream until we possibly get a Scream 6. Who knows how long that'll be, but...
0: Uh, 2.5 years.
1: Possibly. <laughs> so do you want to tell everybody what we're doing for the month of February?
0: The month of February, so, so the Scream retrospective... Yes. ...originates because you absolutely love the Scream franchise. Yes, I do. So February, I got to pick, but I didn't pick a film series. I picked a director. And I picked a director I'm very fond of, and you are as well. I am. And that's going to be Quentin Tarantino. That's right. So for the four weeks of February, we're going to be looking at Quentin Tarantino's first film, his best reviewed film, his objectively worst film, and his newest film. And we're going to watch all four of those, and we're going to talk about it, kind of looking at his whole career career in just a broad scope, and see where they fit in. How, yeah. th- how good are they? So, that means next week, we're going to watch his first feature film, which mm-hmm. is going to be Reservoir Dogs. Have you ever seen it before?
1: I have seen it. It's been a while, so it's going to be a little fresh for me.
0: And I cannot wait to watch this one. But, boo, where can they find us?
1: Well, if you want to listen to us on a different platform than you currently are, you can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
0: and YouTube. Yeah, you can go to our YouTube channel In The Frame. That's right, In The Frame on YouTube. Comment, subscribe, like, do do stuff. It'll be fun. Um, But yeah, any last words?
1: We'll see you next week at the Film Club.
0: Have a good week, everybody.